At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey there, Trailblazers. Welcome to another episode of our series, Trailblazing Women, Exceptional Stories of Female Leaders. I'm your host, Johnny Sanders, and I'm so excited to bring you episode number two of this series. We have truly a visionary um, who is shaping the way in the path in women's health and in innovation in women's health. We have none other than Michelle Whisperway. She is the co-founder of Femgevity. Femgevity is a health platform that is specialized for women 40 and over who are experiencing either premenopause or menopausal symptoms. And now I'm, I'm excited about this episode because I feel like this is a conversation that a lot of us don't have. And when we talk about menopause, we think about the ending of something versus the beginning of something new. And I love the way Femgevity is reshaping this conversation around menopause. And it's all about precision medicine and it's all about promoting longevity. It also, Femgevity is a digital platform that really caters your health experience to your needs. It's not just a one fit, a one fit um, all type of service. It is a very specialized service dedicated to you and how you are experiencing menopause and what your journey should be on this menopausal journey. So I'm excited to introduce you to Michelle, who has an amazing story. We get to talk about her passion and what helped her co-founded this organization. We talk about the challenges of being women in a male-dominated industry when it comes to women's health. We talk about her charge of um, explaining and talking more about women's health and changing the landscape of women's health and innovation. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this new episode of Trailblazing Women, Exceptional Stories of Female Leaders with Michelle Whispaway right here on the Girl Techno Podcast. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Techno Podcast a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. much for being with me today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's so nice meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about this um, interview because I spoke with your co-founder and I'm always excited about longevity and what it's doing in this particular space when it comes to um, women's health, longevity and stuff like that. And so this is going to be a really good interview. Yes, I'm excited. 
So before we jump into um, any questions, I always like to get the story behind the brand. So tell me the story behind what made you start um, Femgevity. Um, yeah. So I actually have my own personal journey and um, professionally. So my background, I've come from a diagnostic background, which that everyone's like, probably like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, laboratory. So Quest. LabCorp, I work for a company, Enzo Biochem, another small small lab that was just acquired by LabCorp a year ago. And I got into lab because I just always loved the science um, behind being able to diagnose patients and mm-hmm. what entails, you know, behind the curtains for the doctors. And everything is reliant on your laboratory tests and the data that comes from a human specimen, whether it's your urine, your pap your, um, you know, pathology from biopsies, everything. And I always really um, admired the female aspect of it and women's innovation and allowing women to have choices. Yeah. Um, however, you know, speed ahead into our healthcare system became much less about innovation and education and bringing um, the best tests to patients for them to be diagnosed and treated by their doctors. And it was, became really more about well, what, what will the payers approve mm-hmm. for, you know, and, and it's always the bare minimum. So I, I really struggled with that um, throughout my career and navigating the lab space and things like that. But that's really what brought me in. And I saw such a dearth and limitations on what physicians, particular women's health physicians were able to use for their patients to treat them innovatively and holistically and really more on like a concierge level. Mm. Um, And then if you combine that, also my mom had passed away when she was 51. Um, She had cervical cancer, but she was really told for years that she was going through her changes and her spotting was due to menopause and fibroids. And she actually, yeah. And so between this combination of those two, it really helped me to birth and take charge of this entrepreneurial journey into Femjavity and creating a place for women to go to where they have empowerment to see their bodies from a full integrative approach and um, and just the way they, they go about their journey and treatment and preventing diseases for themselves. You know, I I spoke to a few people on this podcast regarding menopause and this space is such a space. I think what a lot of us need to talk about more. Yeah. But I think the main thing that I think shocked me the most was when I um, was told that we're still so far behind when it comes to women's health and women's bodies and how far behind we are in terms of like, just how our bodies work and how these medical professionals still don't really know because they study men bodies so much. And so I'm so excited to talk to women like you who are in this space, who are leading this space, who are really into um, menopause because it's so funny how, you know, we start a life, we get our period, of course, that's like the beginning of womanhood, you know, and every woman is going to go through menopause, right? It's not something we get to skip. I don't think that is. No, tell me unless you're dead. Yeah, right. I'm about to say that's not something you get to skip, but yet it's not something we all talk about. It's not something I think when we talk about menopause, we all think that, okay, this is the end. That's the end of my life. I don't have nothing left. What am I going to do now? I'm in menopause. I'm old. When it's really not um, what that is. And so I'm, I'm excited about this, this episode and the other episodes I've done because I want to continue to talk more about this because I am in that pre-menopause stage. And so this subject is important to me and what Femgevity offers 
is also really important to me as well. And so kind of tell me, so entrepreneur was not like the first, not entrepreneur wasn't in your trajectory for your career, right? You was thinking that, hey, I'm going to stay in this particular um, arena and try to figure things out here. Or do you have in your mind somewhere that, you know what, maybe I do want to get into entrepreneurship and head down that journey one day? Yeah. So I was big corporate and mm-hmm. I was driven to be at the top and be, you know, number one and weed yourself through these these big companies and the white male corporate <laughs> world oh, yeah. and just feel empowered by that as a woman trying to make it through and, and dominate men and um, kind of write my own narrative. And as I navigated through the corporate world, I realized that what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. like I'm just I'm 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 a part of the problem with the healthcare system with mm-hmm. women not getting what they want and I have the smarts and the intelligence and the expertise to know what women are not getting from testing and what they need and mm-hmm. why am I sitting back here and not doing anything about it um and I think it also comes from experience too and having confidence yeah. in yourself and I think I needed you know I think life happens for you. You know, I needed my journey the way, exactly the way it went, the way way it was Mm -hmm. for me to get to this point, to know that I was fully capable of creating a company where we give integrative concierge menopause care and longevity for women and to help them really understand like optimal health and, and respect themselves and empower themselves and know that aging and this perimenopause stage is an upgrade. It's not a downgrade. It is, is a, this is one of the sexiest times of your life yes. and you should totally embrace it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I got off track a little bit there, it's but okay. um, I'm sorry. My dog barked. It's okay. I get that. I have two goldens. They're oh God. Cra- okay. crazy. Maybe he wants to be on the show. He or she. Oh God. It's he. <laughs> Maybe he's disagreeing with what I'm saying. He hear noises. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, where were we? Um, sorry. Okay. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause he, he really just kind of like shocked me when he barked. <laughs> I, I, oh jumped I jumped in. No. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, you know what? I, the one thing you said something that's really pivotal in terms of what happened to your mom is that doctors didn't listen to her. And I just, you know, I ask this question all the time. What is it about doctors and physicians today that, um, when we tell them something about our body as women, that makes them not want to believe what we say. Because it's not written in, in their book, in their guidelines. It's mm-hmm. not what ACOG said. It's not what the AMA said. It's not what NAM said. And they are very trained to follow the guidelines and not yeah. think outside the box. And I'm not saying all doctors are like that because a lot of doctors are not like that too. But yeah. it's just yeah, been part of our system you know it's why there's no there's barely any menopause specialists out there because it's an elective in medical school I think that will change as we're you know trailblazing the the stem tech era but it's not a part of the ecosystem really yeah you're right you're you're so right it's not really something that is discussed and I was going to ask you that do you think we'll get more doctors in this space because 
it's such a big space and it's such a big part of our lives as women and that you know a lot of us are scared to go through it you know because we hear such like we think about our mothers back in the days that went through menopause and my mother in particular who went through menopause and had such a rough time you know and I think things were not available to them that they are available to us today and so they really kind of had to stick it out and go through it you know my mom is 79 and so she had a really rough time at menopause I mean the I mean, it was just a bad, the heat, the heat, the hot flashes, just her mm. mood swings. And she didn't have no relief from it. She just kind of just went through it. And so yep. that kind of thing for me and my sister's looking at that. And we're just like, oh, my God, I'm so scared <laughs> to go through yeah. this. I mean, if you, if you think about it, too, think about how many marriages um, mm. and adultery actually goes on during those years of a perimenopause, yeah. menopause. Because, you know, women's emotions are, if, if you don't replace what your body's been depleted for your hormones. Mm-hmm. It makes you array, you know, you're, you're totally out of whack and it affects your personal, your, your, your professional, you know, marriages, mm-hmm. you know, so, so many different types of like intimate relationships, um, because you're just, you're, you're haywire and, um, like our moms didn't have any type of, um, like roadmap from yeah. their doctors on how to navigate it. Yeah. And not only like when they were going through it, but most importantly, before they were going through menopause, a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm not in menopause, so it's fine. No, this is when you're in perimenopause, that's when you should be treating yourself. That's when you should be knowing what your optimal levels are and preventing and slowly doing incremental dosing, whether it's on your estrogen, your progesterone, your testosterone supplements to know what your micronutrient mm-hmm. levels are and things like that. And that is the best type of preventative treatment. And, and it's crazy because that's actually what's going to save the healthcare system money, (laughs) which is, you know, it's, it makes, it's crazy, you know, that we don't even focus on it and it's not paid for and there's no CPT codes, but women are, you know, end up having like a lot of heart disease from not being treated during menopause and and later years in life. And they're going and having to get, you know, a a lot of cardiovascular help and, and procedures and things like that. And that just drains the U S healthcare system. Yeah, eh, it does. Um, tell me about the journey of starting Sinjevity because you're you guys are champions in this space. How tell me the level of difficulty and maybe some high points in terms of like when we started this, you know, it was a we were knocking down doors, we we're kicking doors in and yeah. no one wanted to believe us, but this is what we're gonna do. So tell me about the journey. Yeah, it and it's that's a great question. <laughs> um, do you have a couple days? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's still a journey, um, mm-hmm. and it is hard as all heck, um, mm-hmm. and it is a grind, but it's a really rewarding grind because it's yeah. really cool to do something that, you know, you're you're fully in line with your partner and the people that work with you and for you, and really, it started, and, and we learned a lot, like, on the way, and you have to make a ton of mistakes, but someone once told me, make sure you make mistakes but make them fast Mm. and, and, you know, and bounce back from them. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the journey has been navigating through, you know, not being technical founders, right. We're Mm -hmm. clinical um, and we're not, we don't have IT background. So that's been a biggest um, part of us figuring out how to navigate, even learning how to like talk on Slack and, and, and understanding like customer IO and and what you don't, we don't text each other. What are you talking about? You know? (laughs) And, 
um, and ClickUp, and and that was that's been a challenge. And mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of legality before we can even go live and get a website for developing um, an MSOPC model. Wow. Um, because yeah, yeah, because um, you have to have like when non physicians own a physician business. You mm-hmm. have to have this MSOPC. You have to keep everything separate, even from the financial side, with mm-hmm. the way you have to like work with the bank accounts and with with the different states from the patients are coming from, um, and also just like working working virtually too. Yeah, constantly yeah. always being virtually, and every meeting is Zoom, and you get lost, and it's very easy to forget that wait, we need to get the team together. We mm-hmm. need to figure out like how we all stay connected and they feel close to us too. Mm-hmm. And, and and know what's going on um, day by day and, and different decisions we're making and make them feel like they're a part of it. Um, because it's like, you know, it's you, you don't see anybody. You don't, you're just not next to them. You're just on Zoom and, and phone calls. Yeah. So that's really been um, a big journey. And I think, you know, one of the, the hardest things has been fundraising right now. Um, mm. we're, in, we're in a seed round and, you know, it's just, it's brutal. And um, I do all of the fundraising right now. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I, I've, I've never done it. I never raised with VCs before. Yeah, I never yeah. had to do a pitch deck. And, you know, I'm still trying to perfect the pitch to the VCs. And, you know, later today, I have a call with this amazing advisor mentor mm-hmm. um, that's hopefully going to help me figure, work through it better. Um, yeah. But it's just like every day and you just have to learn how to pivot a lot um, and um, have a really good bullshit detector yeah yeah <laughs> um and because everyone is very quick to like become a vendor and and say that they're gonna you know increase your user and your subscribers by time by 3x and you know then nothing happens but mm-hmm. um it's been there's a lot of expectations that you put on yourself and others and yeah. um you have to learn how to really just take a day by day and also not take things so personally and do yeah. just make sure you're always giving a hundred percent in everything you do. Um, so you could put your head in the pillow that night. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is it hard to convince VCs to invest in women's health um, when it comes to menopause? So that's interesting. Um, every, everybody, it's like the hottest girl at the dance, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, menopause. <laughs> let me talk to you. Yeah. Um, the DTC environment has been tough um, because I think, you know, if you go back to 2021, it was when everybody was, they were giving money. If you had a pitch deck and that's all you needed and they gave you, you know, $15 million. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a lot of like DTC companies that were invested in when they shouldn't have been. So now they're very skeptical about, mm. um, which type of menopause company if you're not automatically working with the payers they take a few steps back okay but um you know but at at the same hand you're like well do you do you want to even work with those vcs if that's all they're interested in is like the the payer system and big corporate because that totally defeats what we're trying to do yes we are going to do employer solutions and and go down that route but um you know having fighting with the payers to pay for menopause benefits is not 
our number one priority right now, but it mm-hmm. definitely will be. Um, so I think it depends what type of VC it is because we've developed some amazing relationships with VCs that get it and love the empowerment of a full integrative approach for, for women and to be able to see the big picture to longevity that like menopause is the gateway, Mm -hmm. but the longevity medicine aspect of it is really the long-term roadmap. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I I think it's, it really, it it varies to be honest. Yeah. For them to get excited and yeah, there's a lot of innovation in this space. Yes. I think the ones, once you start talking about data collection, which we Mm -hmm. have a ton of that and um, a lot of genomic and AI testing and precision medicine, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that get very excited and we have had, you know, the, the biggest runway with. Yeah. So speaking of precision medicine, I was just about to ask a question around that because I know you guys are kind of like the forefront of that for longevity and um, menopause. Can you just explain to us what precision medicine is when it pertains to women's health? Yeah. So precision medicine is going to be anything that's DNA, AI, Mm -hmm. um, really full genomic based assays and really precision is going to precision testing is going to give you like optimal health testing. So for example, gut microbiome testing, Mm. right? And your gut microbiome is going to break down and it's going to analyze different DNA strands and in your gut microbiome. And it's going to also help you tie into, you know, your, your estrogen levels and, and roadways like that. Mm, Okay. That's good to know. So do you see a lot of AI technology in this space as well? Because I know AI is in every, every industry and it's taken over, right? In some industry, I think it needs to be there because some processes and procedures need to be a little bit better, you know, when it comes to taking information. So how is AI innovating in this space? Yeah. So AI is doing a lot of automation with reports and mm-hmm. um, you get, you're getting a lot of dynamic reports, um, a lot of um, genomic-based testing. It's it's just updating every time they get more um, more da- data for more patients. And it just really just generates it automatically, depending how the coding is done on the back end. So it mm-hmm. definitely is a really big aspect of it, um, especially in uh, EMR as well, with just how it's collecting patients' information mm-hmm. and the data, symptom analysis, predictive analytics, and things like that. Cool. That's not like AI is doing so much. And yeah. And we're hoping cool. for the best that it only gets better. Let's talk more about um, Femgevity itself. You know, tell my, let my listeners know exactly what type of, um, what Femgevity is and what it offers to, to women who are going through menopause. So Femgevity is a concierge telemedicine company for mm-hmm. menopause management and feminine longevity medicine. So what that means is we are giving personalized approach custom tailored blueprint solutions for women. So no two women have the same treatment plan. The way we do this is we have 45 minute consultations, ongoing monthly check-ins, health coaches, diet, nutrition, and really what is the pillar to creating these custom treatment plans is sending women for comprehensive hormone assays, Mm -hmm. uh, gut microbiome, allergy testing, and micronutrient testing. And from there, with your symptom analysis and your lab data, that's where we create a personalized treatment plan for you, Um, whether it's bioidenticals or nutraceuticals, supplements, 
maybe just exercise and different food nutrition, mm. um, different types of, you know, we have a lot of different um, treatment plans for hair loss and hair thinning for women that experience it during this time of their life. So that is who we are and what we do. And we bring um, concierge medicine down to the consumer level to make it affordable, kind of like, you know, Uber brings chauffeurs to everybody. Yeah. And we want women to have access to like holistic integrative care um, that is really only been accessible to like the creme de la creme of, mm -hmm. you know, you have $20,000 a month to spend on your concierge doctor. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, I think it's so cool that you have this platform that really provides that personalized attention because in personalized care, because when you think about menopause, there's so many people out there saying so many different things that yeah. you can get so lost in. They talk about hormone replacements and they're talking about, you know, all this, this, um, I think I heard about some, some estrogen type of thing they were talking about. I can't even remember exactly what it was, but, and then the people said, Oh no, just control it through your health and not health, but through eating healthy and exercising. And so I like the fact that if we come to femgevity, then that means they give us a tailored plan to our specific needs. So it could be, like you said, holistic. Some could be more, you need more medication type mm -hmm. thing. And I think that's what makes Femgevity such a good platform to use because it tailors, it's tailored to you, not just what everyone else is saying that should be done. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, they'll say, oh, we'll eat a Mediterranean diet, but you don't yeah, know that. <laughs> what type of food is going, if, if you, you don't know what type of food causes inflammation in your body. Yeah. Um, and until you have a food allergy test, you can't say that, you know, you should be, let's fast or, you know, no carbs or your body, no meat or just fish, you know, like you don't know what your body needs. And, um, you know, one of my, one of my best friends, she took one of the food allergy tests with us and she eats, you know, no gluten, mm -hmm. but she's, so everything's gluten-free, almond flour, almond milk, you know, and she's allergic to almond flour. It causes inflammation. Oh my God. So, you know, that's the thing is like, you should be having a, a different, you know, maybe like chick flea, chick, chick chickpea flour, mm -hmm. uh, different things like that. So you don't know. And, and that's why a lot of women at a, you know, get the wrong plans or they just get estrogen patches or they're told to just, you know, eat in moderation and you could eat everything and maybe not everything. Maybe you can't have milk, you know, cause that mm -hmm. causes inflammation for you. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that being able to get something personalized and tailored to you is what really helps. Because like you said, then you get to see what really works for your body, you know, because I think about um, the hormone replacement, all the different things. And I'm a breast cancer survivor. So we're on oh, three years. And so uh, thank you. And so I was just like, you know, for me to deal with, I'm in a premenopause stage now for me to deal with, I, I have to be careful on what things I do to my body, especially when mm -hmm. it comes to estrogen. You know, and so being able to talk to a doctor that can really understand my health, my health, my health history, right, and then make decisions based off that going forward and what would be the best thing for me to do with my premen in this premenopause stages. And so I think that's um that's important to have. You very. know, do you very important to have, and that's why I'm like I love him, Jeopardy. <laughs> thank you. I, I listen when I did the episode with your with your co-founder, I actually recommended it to a few people like oh. hey you really need to go on the platform you really see because all my friends so much. yeah of course because that's where we are 
and we don't talk about it. And I've been talking about it a lot since I've been having these shows because I'm like, this is something that needs to be talked about. Menopause needs to be talked about. It's not the end of your life. It's not about your life is over. Okay. Your life is actually beginning, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You become full bloom now. (laughs) So, you know, um, menopause has a lot of diff- a lot of different racial disparities too yes. so you know a black woman versus an asian or a white woman mm-hmm. experience it very differently and very different risks and that's not talked about enough and that's something that like we like to focus on too what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, especially for, like, with heart disease and risk for, like, plaque buildup and things like that. Oh, yeah. um, Big killer among black women. Yeah. Yes. Huge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a drop in estrogen is the number one cause for heart disease. Exactly. 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 And why and, doesn't anyone talk about that? Like it's, and, and, but so, you know, one of our, we, we, we focus a lot on, you know, our LDL, APOBs, L, you know, like um, our, our full cholesterol panels. So, cause we understand the importance of that. And, you know, you, you need to test women's levels too, because mm-hmm. you run the risk of giving them too much estrogen and it depletes their testosterone. So crazy so we're we're very science backed being clinical founders mm-hmm. and you know with my lab background um there's there that's one of the first and foremost things that we do after the 45 minute consultation is the patient goes straight to the lab to get their labs before their follow-up and their treatment plan exactly exactly you know let me go back for a minute i'm going to ask you this question from the beginning were you always into science like were you that kid in school that loved science no no i so i love like you know it's so funny because if you you know if you go back to my high school years i think a lot of people would have been totally shocked um the the path that i went down and um you know i think maybe i would have that's most likely to succeed where you michelle no, I was definitely to succeed, but it was more like not so much the science route, yeah, you know, yeah. it was definitely, so, you know, interesting enough is that I started off in Parsons School of Design. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Friend that went there too. That's, that is so Yeah, isn't that very interesting? Yep. Yeah. So I was actually supposed to go to Paris for a year to study abroad there. Um, and you know, my, I, my dad just, he really wanted me to go more towards a different route of business and everything. And, Mm -hmm. um, I ended up transferring out of there and going to more of a serious different type of business school. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I had a very different, um, projections. So, but it's funny where life takes you. Right. And it is, and it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And I think that if, you know, I've, you know, there's a, you know, uh, very traumatic situation with my mom, but yeah. 
it's kind of the irony in it is what ha- what happened to her and where I am today and what I started today. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of puts you in this. But that's, that's so funny to hear that you went to part. You start off at Parsons. I'm sorry. I was drawing. I was drawing naked people. You know. Oh my God! You were going to be an artist. <laughs> I was in fashion marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. And wow. here I am with my MBA in healthcare management. I, you know, like. You never know where life can take I you. I still do have a mean mean shoe uh, collection. I'll tell you that. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> I am so sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Um, that is so funny. That is so funny. Okay, so think about the technology in this space and how is um um Tim Jevity adapting to like the new technologies coming out in this space, emerging tech that's coming in this space as well. So we're adapting as quickly as we can with mm-hmm. the limited funding that we have from yeah. our angel investor as why we're in between this like seed round. So we we are we would love to adapt faster and have more of a build out, but we really have to wait to the new year. Um, yeah. Of, you know, 2024. So, you know, we, we have a great team um, of our tech team and our dev. They're pretty amazing and, and they get us there and um, getting us automated as possible and mm-hmm. collecting data and doing API integrations and things like that. So, yeah, we just we we're going as fast as we can. We want to go faster, and we will. But um, it's as fast as we can. Do you see any new companies um, that are coming into this space that you guys are thinking about? Like, hey, we might not have that type of technology, but that might be something we could partner with that can probably put us in another, like, take us to another level too. Are you do are you seeing companies coming in this space that you think about partnership with? Yeah, so there's there's companies like existing companies that mm-hmm. are in this this industry that we actually envision that we would be great with collaborating with and mm-hmm. and and we've you know spoken spoke to some people briefly um and I I think it's as there's going to be a lot of different little menopause conglomerates that come in and I think as like the main people that really are on the forefront they will continue to grow and maybe they will buy up their competitors because um, really that's how you really just kind of create an oligopoly and things like that. And, yeah. and um, but there are a, some menopause companies that I think would be beneficial for us to even like, just even do affiliate collaboration with, especially um, that do a lot of like the prescriptions and RXs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's so clear that you guys have such a, a passion for women's health. How do you see Finjevity contributing, I guess, to the broader conversation around women's health? You know, there's so many issues around that. In terms of we talked about one, in in terms of just doctors not believing what we say when we feel certain things in our body. Like, how do you guys see yourself contributing to the broader um, conversation in that and having and having telling women to advocate for their health? I think um, Femjevity has this interesting um arm where mm-hmm. we want to be able to have a community to help women feel empowered yes to make their own decisions to really be the ceo of their own health and to mm-hmm. be confident like and mm-hmm. and really trust in themselves um on, on what they feel is right and what is not right and um we want women to be their own advocate and whether if it's they have to educate their doctors and say that, look, this is what I saw, this is what I want, 
you know, and if you're not going to do it for me, I will find another doctor who will. And that it's, you, you don't ever take no, you know, and you don't ever be sorry for wanting more from your health Mm -hmm. or your doctor. You just say, you know, you, you move on till you get what you want. And I think that is one of the, um, that's what I'm really excited for Femjabi and kind of creating this movement for women for their optimal health to know that it doesn't just, it's not just about treating your perimenopause and menopause years. It's mm-hmm. about it's about what you get out of the years after that. Um, yes. With your grandkids and going on vacations with your husband or your spouse or whomever it is or your girlfriends and sitting on the floor and, and watching a movie and not and not hurting to get up yes. and being able to <laughs> exercise or you know yeah. go go to a cycling class at seventy or 75 and still enjoying life. And that's what we want women to see that this is just the beginning. This is the entry point for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives to continue on. Yeah. You know, cause when I think about the word longevity, I think about how longevity and this is just my mindset. Longevity starts early, right? Like you're preparing yourself mm. for longevity in your life where it doesn't just start when you hit a certain age. I feel mm-hmm. like it needs to start early. So educating yourself around your health as a woman and educating young girls to know that this process is, is coming. Yeah. So therefore there are things that you can do to begin as young as you are to just make sure that you can have a healthy life as you head into these latter years. I feel like that needs to be discussed more with younger women because yeah. We just think that, oh, we get out, we go, we get our menstruation and that's it. When it's like, no, you need to start preparing yourself and your body and your health and advocating for yourself so that you can have a better experience when you get to that perimenopause age. Exactly. You know, they, they talk about getting your period and, you know, pre- prevention on having babies too soon or anything mm-hmm. like in, in, you know, in fifth grade, my daughter's in fifth grade and they're having a sex ed class like yep. at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. Well, why not do a preventative class on how not to die early? Exactly. You know, so how to have longevity. You know, like how about the, that you you're so they talk about all your you know your eggs you're born with and your period and ovulation, but why not talk about the estrogen and the hormones that and your progesterone that you're born with that mm-hmm. create for you know strong bones and heart and heart health and memory and, and cognitive and, and, and brain, you know, why, why not talk about that? Exactly. And I feel like they don't talk about it because they feel like, because that's an old person problem. That's what, you know, that's why they don't talk about it. And you're like, well, you know, when you go through perimenopause, you're kind of, you're still young when you're going through that stage and not like 70. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time you hit 70, it's done and over with by the, you know, it's like maintaining life, but it's just, that's how I think they look at it. Well, it's, it's been very, you know, like stigmatized and, mm-hmm. you know, fearful and yep. body image issues because you're old and you become unattractive yep. and, you know, your body is not the same. And then you, you can't produce, you know, what's crazy is women are, women are still having babies 40 to 42, Oh yeah, which are perimenopausal years. You know, yes. it, it is, it is a new era and it is not the same. And it's just the textbooks aren't updated just like our healthcare system hasn't been. Yeah. And women are looking better and stronger. Yeah. The they get. Like I, yeah, see I mean, women who are yes. in their sixties, I look at Angela Bassett who are, oh my gosh. Right. And I'm like, some women are looking stronger and fitter than women who are way younger. So yes. 
it yeah. really shifted. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look the same like it used to. Yes, I think a lot of women, like if you look at like Kim Cattrall, Angela Jolie, Holly Berry, Cindy Crawford, I mean, those women look hotter than they ever had before, and they were always gorgeous. Always, always. You know, as a as an entrepreneur, you know, it's I talked a lot when I talked a lot entrepreneurs, I always ask them about growth, right? Because every entrepreneur want to know how to grow their business, want to get to the next level, and uh, every entrepreneur tell me in order to grow, you need a team. And so my question for you is that when did you guys know that it was time to bring in a team for Fingevity to kind of help build this business? Did you have to have a team from the start? Or was it like just you and your partner? You're like, okay, we're going to do this for now. And then we'll bring in a team. When was that? When did that, that point happen for you guys? You know, I, I think it was pretty, it was pretty, very, it was very early on. I think yeah. once we, once we were live to see patients from a soft mm-hmm. launch last February, we brought somebody in right away yeah. um, that we knew we, you, you're only as good as the people who back you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you have to work efficiently and effectively yeah. and spreading yourself too thin and thinking that you could do everything that is just setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they're, they're not full-time people everyone's like part-time and 1099s and mm-hmm. you know when we raise we will do full-time but um it, it was pretty early on right away and yeah. not not because you know we didn't want to do things ourselves but because there were so many different balls in the air to juggle yeah we, uh, brought on and 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 I mean right right from the very beginning we brought on you know a, a tech guy our oh, growth yeah. advisor who's like Actually, our growth advisor has been with us since day one and got us launched. Um, mm-hmm. He he was like we couldn't have moved forward without him. Um, yeah. And another like dev guy that's out on the west coast. And we we needed a team right away, and they're still with us. And I pray that they're with us forever of this journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some entrepreneurs said, um, yes, yeah, yeah. the sooner you can get a team, the better. You know, and then others like, hey, you hit a certain point where you realize that you don't have to do it all yourself and that you stunt, like you said, you stunt yourself from growing when you don't realize that you can um, delegate certain things to other people and watch yourself and watch things grow and stuff like that. So I'm always interested to know when, you know, entrepreneurs felt like they had, it was time for them to get that team to, to see it grow and really get to that next level. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, yeah. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You got something else you want to say? Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, what was the mindset? Because going into this space, um, knowing that you're doing something new, right? Something that is um, not covered by most insurances, I believe, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it's not. Um, okay, the, yeah. the, the hormones um, get covered by insurances, mm-hmm. but the actual, the bread and butter consultation, our service is not. Yeah. So knowing you went into this space, what was the mindset behind um, what you feel like you had to do? Was it that, okay, we got to wrap our mind around the fact that we're going to be in for a fight, right? Because we're in a new space. We're doing something new. We got to get people behind it. We get people to understand that this is important and this is why we got to do it. So what was your mindset behind um, the business when you started? So I I, I don't, I was never be in the mindset that it was going to be a fight and we need to like just find you know, mm-hmm. the thing is with Femchavity is that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of startups, they try to create a problem <laughs> and then fit their solution in it. Yeah. We had, there was this 
huge problem where, you know, there's by 2025, there's going to be 1.1 billion women worldwide in mm-hmm. menopausal age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 31 million women alone, just like in the U.S. And so there is a huge population and we know, you know, I knew from just dealing with my doctors and clients that they don't have solutions and, and, and yeah. training. And um, so we knew it's there. We know that women spend an average of $20,000 a year on menopausal symptoms and relief, whether it's creams and pills and hair serums and things like that. So it was more of how do we get it to market and how do we um, get it out there fast and how do we capture these women? Mm -hmm. So, um, and it was really more not a fight about getting them, but, you know, how how we're going to this this menopause train is moving fast mm-hmm. and how we're going to get on it and still be at the forefront with the few of the other companies out there yeah 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 that's good that you didn't have a that mindset because like i say it was already such a need so we're not trying to create a problem and fix it we're like there's already a really strong yeah. need for this and we're coming with this amazing solution and so it's not like we're trying to tell them everyone knows what the problem is basically yeah. right yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think our biggest Achilles heel right now is that we have this amazing solution, um, but it's just a matter of like, you know, how much we're spending in our growth marketing to, mm-hmm. put, it, to put it out there. Yeah. And, and, and like you asked just a little bit ago was like, when did you realize you need help? Well, we actually need more help now. Like we need a bigger mm-hmm. marketing team to expand, to help us get out there and penetrate, but we yeah. just, you know, that's why we're in a seed race. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's, definitely. You know, Double X sword. No, because a lot of time I feel like as entrepreneurs, sometimes we think, oh, if we build it, they will come, right? A lot of them think that way, that if we build this thing, they're just going to come. They don't understand that it takes marketing. It, it, it takes yeah. real marketing push behind it, just not just social media marketing, but so many different types of marketing avenues that it takes in order for us to really see the traction mm-hmm. that you want to see. Well, it's a very, so you asked about AI, and it's a very mm-hmm. social and, and um, you know, meta and everything like that and SEO and, and paid ads, it's a very complicated AI algorithm. Yeah. And you have to have really good people behind you who are constantly tracking it and marketing it and making sure the right leads come in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, oh, it will come. And yeah. um, it's just, it, that's just not the way it works. It works. You have to put, you have to put some elbow grease into it. Let me ask you this. I, I, I interviewed a woman who owns um, a company for um, products for menopause and vaginal products. And um, she told me that they, they had issues in terms of like marketing because of terminology that they couldn't oh, use. Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that, so, do you guys deal with that same thing? No, we do okay. not. But um, okay. we're I'm friends with some other founders that are in the like erotica space or yeah. um, like vaginal products. Yeah. And they have some amazing apps and amazing vaginal creams and things like that. And you know, you could you could talk about erections mm-hmm. and yes. you know and and yes. penises. And there's even like game shows you know, where you judge people on their private parts in the UK that's on HBO, but God forbid if you actually run a business so a woman can actually like not have a dry vagina and not have painful yeah. intercourse. You can't do that. Oh my God. Oh my God. I when she told me that I was so shocked. 
And I was like, but I see things out there all the time about men's stuff. And she was like, yeah, so they can talk about that. But when we mention the word vagina, we mention the word anything, whatever it is, she said, when we mention that, we get like banned right away. We can't even Crazy. mention those it's, types of things in our marketing. I love to, one of my favorite things to do is when, if you're in a room with a bunch of uh, white men, mm-hmm. just, just say the word vagina. <laughs> it's like people get so, it is unbelievable. And I like, oh I, you know, like I just, I, I, yeah, but it's, but if you say erection, it's like nothing. It's like, can I have a glass of milk? You know, it's like, oh my goodness. It is right. It's people are so used to it. Like God forbid when Janet Boob flashed during the halftime show, oh my God, the world had a fit. Yeah. She no one talked about, yeah. The, the guy, the young guy that actually ripped her shirt off. Right. No like, one it was talked like, about him. It was just, oh my God, her breast was showing, and now the world is ending, and we must ban boobs on the internet. And it was like, oh, we have children, and it was, it was the biggest uproar. Yeah, the biggest uproar. So yeah, I, I really wanted to know that because like, is this? I cannot believe this is really happening. But we see all these things, like I said, for men. I see commercials all the time for men to help them get erections all the time. I know all the time, but yet you talk about a vagina, it's a problem. Yeah, wow. it's like a, it's a, it's a dirty word. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god <laughs> yeah it's the word that word is used a lot in my house it's it's complete you know it's, like tw- it's, it's fine to use I feel like it's a fine <laughs> word to use and I don't think there's nothing wrong with it um what are you most excited about uh, with femgevity I'm you know every day um there's something new I'm excited about so that's a really <laughs> hard question and but it's a really good question I think I'm really excited over how in the next year things are going to transpire with um, being able to touch women's lives. And as we grow and get more data and just see how we're helping women and how we're helping them to live longer Mm -hmm. and their lives have become better and more enjoyable and they are able to have, um, you know, better relationships with their spouses or their partners yeah. and sleep better. And in the long run, 10 years down the road that we prevented women from getting Alzheimer's or dementia or mm. saving them from like cardiovascular disease. And I think it, it's, it really excites me to help women see that they write the narrative to their health, that oh, it's yeah. not what their mother had or their grandmother or their father had it does, those genetics don't matter. It's only 10%. It's really the 90% of like how we're going to help you with your environment and how you're living now and, and what you're doing with your body now to mm. prevent you from going down, like what the legacy of your family of your health ailments had. And yeah. that's, that gives me chills. I like that. I like that, yeah. that you're not, um, you don't have to live based off. Cause that's a lot of time we think, Oh, it's hereditary. That's why it's happening. And you're like, no, that's only 10% of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be your story. Yeah. So I've lived like, well, cause I was 24, 25 when my mom passed. So I just mm-hmm. lived my, a lot of my life in complete fear of like, you know, did she, did she have ovarian cancer and they didn't see it because her tumor mm-hmm. was so big in her uterus? Did, mm-hmm. did, did it, you know, what, what else did she not, what else did she have or would have had? that I don't know because she died so young Mm -hmm. or my dad had diabetes and he had a heart attack a few years ago. Like, what am I going to get? 
And then finally it snapped. And as you know, I went on the journey of creating femgevity where that doesn't matter because it's the way I'm living now. And though I'm not going to, those genes are not going to be expressed because I'm living my life differently and um, just, you know, paying attention to my, to my health from all aspects. Yeah. 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 Um, how do you balance it? You know, you're a uh, mom. You, like it's one of the questions well, most women when they come on the show, cause you a wife, a mom, entrepreneur, and you know, you, you gotta be the, the, the um, bus driver at times. <laughs> well, I say the word vagina a lot and the F word. <laughs> so you do it pretty good. And, and I throw my husband down the stairs. I don't know. No, just kidding. Um, oh my god. Uh, you know, I would be lying to you if I'm like, oh, I got it all together. It's good. <laughs> some days it's it's a disaster, and yeah. some days I checking off that you know that to do list like it's <laughs> no one's business. Yes. But I just literally I take it day by day and don't get too stressed about what I have to do and just trust that it's going to work out. And I'll figure it out. That's that's exactly what I say. That's not I a mean, very good answer, but it's it's the God's honest it's, truth. And I'm not going to try to, you know. Exactly. It's an authentic answer. And it's the truth. <laughs> like a lot of us are just here making it through the day. You know, we're just <laughs> making it through and hoping that dinner could be on the table when these people come home. You know, <laughs> what happens in between that, I don't even know. It's a blur. Yeah. You know, some kind of way everybody's fed, everybody is well taken care of. You know, so what if my daughter ate a donut for for dinner? I don't know. You know, she's she's I'm just kidding. She has something to eat. I'm just kidding. That is not longevity. (laughs) Oh my god, this is such a good interview. I swear, this has been so much fun. So, listen, before we end the show, what is that you want people to know about longevity? I want people to know that longevity is a place that they could feel vulnerable and confident and resilient that we, you come to us and you do not have to think we are going to think for you and tell you exactly what you need to do to alleviate your menopause symptoms, to prevent you from whether you have a family history of diabetes or heart disease or dementia or Parkinson's, we are going to figure it out for you and trust us. It's you will you will live a long, healthy life with us. Yes. I like that. I really do. I like that. What do you see for the future for Femgevity? I see, um, I see us being collaborative, collaborative with a lot of um, well, wellness partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is I mean wellness centers. I see us being the really the female version of, you know, what you would like to say of the Peter Atia and the, and the Hubermans. And I feel it, I feel us being a really, um, the command center for women's longevity and optimal health. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. I'm excited. This has been such a good conversation. It's been really fun. I'm always Great. happy to learn more in this space and to talk about longevity because I love longevity too. So thank you so much. Thank you. No, thank you so much this for being wonderful. Listen, thank you for being in this space. Thank you for advocating for women's health. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for my listeners to actually have an opportunity to hear this episode and watch it on YouTube. So, so guys, listen, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and I will talk to you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.